Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice, and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope that you're doing good. I hope you're having a good week and taking care of yourself and being nice to yourself and cultivating some joy and some pleasure in your life. It's not always easy when we're always so busy. We're always so caught up in our to-do lists. But one of the most important things I've learned, and I am still working on this, is to put on my to-do list, literally doing nothing or doing something fun or, or rest, like put it in the to-do list. So today's episode is about relationships and our past playing out in our relationship and relationship conflict. And I know everybody can relate to this on some level, whether it's with the romantic relationship or even a platonic relationship. These things still play out because like we say on this podcast all the time, everybody's bringing their stuff. Everybody's bringing their their wounds. They're bringing the examples of love that they grew up with. They're bringing their relationship to communication, relationship to language. And the best thing you can do for yourself in a relationship and for the relationship is to understand that your reality around certain issues might not be your partner's reality around them. And the more you accept that difference and say, okay, everybody's reality is valid here. It's so much easier to resolve a conflict because people feel seen, people feel validated. And from that place, you find solutions. So with that, let's get to the listener question. Dear Bunny, I've been listening to Exo Higher Self for over a year and I can't express how much it's helped me in my healing journey and in accessing my spirituality and the guiding force of love. Thank you so much. I'm writing because I'm having a hard time in my relationship. I was in therapy for a year, finishing last spring, and it was hugely life-changing for me. Then I started dating my current partner. I had never been in love before this relationship, and it's due to therapy that it was even possible. I experienced emotional neglect growing up, and it left me to conclude unconsciously that I'm not lovable. I used to gravitate towards people that were distant and unavailable, recreating my childhood patterns. I felt so strongly that I had broken that pattern with my current partner. 
He is loving, he supports me, and he is a wonderful person I can see a real future with. However, he works long, unsociable hours, and we have always struggled to find enough time together. We've been together 10 months, and I see him about once a week. This fact, plus lack of communication in making plans, has several times led me to snap into neglect mode. My sad inner child takes over, and I'm on high alert for any signs of lack or neglect, despite my attempts to soothe and affirm myself. I know something needs to to change as I can't go on getting triggered. I asked him for more time together and he essentially said he could not do it, even though he wants the same thing. If that's just the practical reality of his job, then I know I need to either accept it or break up. However, there's another element, which is that he feels any additional time with me would mean neglecting his personal time. His past relationship, five years, sounded pretty codependent. He lost a sense of having his own life. When I'm in lack mode, I do resent that other people get his time and not me. My higher self wants us both to be whole people with our own rich lives. I just don't know if we can do that together. Whether we should be led by the true deep love we have for one another and keep trying to make this work, or if we're not a good fit with our wounds and the situation clashing like this. Is the amount of time we spend together something I should compromise on? Considering in the future his work may change or we might move in together, do I need to go back to therapy to stop my triggers around neglect hijacking my relationship? I'm scared I've done it again and chosen a limited, stunted relationship. Then again, I've never had a partner who I've integrated lives with and don't know if it's actually what I want or if I'm just leaning back into codependent thinking that another person can be my source of happiness. Any guidance you could give me would be so, so appreciated. I send my love to you and everyone listening. Thank you. Hi, love. First, I want to say, I think it's amazing that you were in therapy for only a year and you've gotten so much insight about the dynamics and the layers and your own triggers and what this situation is highlighting about your past and even possibly about your partner's past. You're very intuitive and tapped in person, which is amazing. You've done a lot of work on yourself and that's really something to be proud of. There are always going to be less than ideal things happening in relationships, whether that is disagreements about friends or a partner's family that's hard to deal with or logistical stuff like long distance or things like your partner's work schedule. So I wouldn't try to overanalyze it to see if you've chosen, as you put it, a limited relationship. You've just chosen a person you love and these are the circumstances. And yes, relationships show us our wounds. They show us our issues, but all of them do. So while this situation is triggering because of your childhood experiences, it's also just a question of what you really want in a relationship. You know, what really works for you? There are a lot of people out there who might not have childhood triggers around neglect, but only seeing their partner once a week still could be really, really difficult. Sometimes our healing is about noticing our triggers and trying to work through them. And sometimes it's just about saying, you know, I don't like this about relationships or about this relationship. It could be because of what happened to me in my childhood. It could also just be my preference, or maybe it's a little bit of both, but whatever the reason is, this part of me right now is valid. In other words, you don't have to stay in 
emotionally challenging situations because you think you need to be challenged to prove something, to prove you're strong enough or to prove you're not that little child anymore. The perspective of our higher selves is calling us to more self-compassion and acceptance because it's from that place that we can cultivate joyful lives, lives that reflect our value and our worth. And everyone deserves that. So wanting something to be different in your relationship doesn't necessarily mean you're in lack mode. You've been doing this relationship this way for 10 months. And that is impressive because it's not something that you would prefer. You want to see your partner more. So you already been compromising on that desire. So if you wanted to prove to yourself you could do it, you already have the proof. I mean, you've been doing it. You've been making it work. Now, I can't make the decision for you to stay in the relationship or not, but I do want to pose some things to explore before you make your decision. You said your partner isn't really great at making plans. So in addition to you not seeing them, you're also in a situation where you don't always know what to expect from them. In other words, there isn't a solid sense that when it comes to plans for the future, anticipating how much time you're going to spend with each other, that your partner is always dependable. There's a difference between being codependent and dependable. Codependent refers to the inability to be able to depend on yourself, to be self-reliant, to take care of yourself within a relationship. Desiring a dependable partner means someone who is communicative, who is predictable, which helps you feel secure in the partnership. That doesn't mean that you need the partnership to be secure with yourself, a relationship is a collaboration, something you build together. And it takes both collaborators or even more than two collaborators in some cases to secure it, aka share the responsibility of making this thing work. So when a person isn't communicative, it can feel like if they can't tell me when they're available to hang out, how can I trust that they're going to be available to keep this relationship secure and, and keep the foundation strong. Now, from your partner's perspective, it sounds like because he was in a long-term, very codependent relationship, he might think that maintaining a certain level of distance or even not having to communicate the same way that you like is what security in a relationship actually looks like because his other relationship, which could have been really toxic, functioned a certain way. And so what he's trying to do is make it work by not functioning in that way, by not being too communicative or not being too committed in a certain type of way. So you needing more of him might bring up the same kind of insecurity or anxiety that is triggered in you when you don't know what to expect. So how do both people find security in a relationship when security is symbolized by two opposing things? I think it requires having conversations about exactly this. If I feel this way and you feel that way, how can we work together to help both of us in this relationship feel safe? What are things we can do to change the dynamic. Does that mean checking in more or making a long-term plan of moving in together so you know that that's solid? Does it mean 
seeing each other a couple more times a month because right now it seems to be on his terms in his safe space. But more space needs to be made for your needs with the mutual understanding that this isn't about right or wrong. It's about building something sustainable. It's about creating a container for the relationship where both people are included and feel seen. Because if you stay together longer, this is a skill that's going to be needed over and over again. The ability to see each other's needs without judgment, but with a willingness to find space for both of you. And I mean, this stuff comes up so many times from the smallest things like who's going to do the dishes or when the dishes are going to be done to the really big stuff like sharing a bank account or deciding where to live or deciding to have children. You know, so much of a relationship is seeing that other people, the other person in the relationship comes from a different perspective and has a different relationship to the experiences, the plans, language even. And when you make space for all of those perspectives to be valid, you start to really see where that person's coming from and be like, okay, I recognize that and you understand. And hopefully the other person will recognize and validate your perspective, your experiences, what you're bringing to the table. When two self-reliant, independent people create a relationship, one person can't just fit into the other. That just leads to resentment. You have to create something new together. So while your partner believes that he might be avoiding a codependent situation, it's kind of ironic because when you don't have enough of yourself in the relationship, you are actually being more codependent. You're actually merging into their world, their perspective. And in an equally independent and secure and dependable relationship, interdependent is another word for it, both people have their authentic selves in that space. Both people take up space. So I think this is a conversation with your partner that looks something like, hey, I understand that you work really hard. I love that about you. I love that you're independent. I love that you need your alone time. I love that you want to maintain that healthfulness in our relationship. That's really valuable to me. And I think that's why... I'm attracted to you because that's something I really need in my life. But I also have these needs over here that are really important to me in a relationship as well that represent something that I really value. This idea that I can count on you, that you can communicate clearly to me when we're going to see each other, that we're going to make a little bit more time for us. Because right now it's not working for me the way it is. And if he isn't responsive in validating that part of you, those needs, it could be an indicator of things in the future not necessarily being malleable on his side or maybe him not being ready for that because relationships really do take this happening all of the time. I mean, they really do, like I said earlier, the hardest parts of relationships are these moments where there is conflict and where you have to sit down and work together as a team, work together as collaborators to make it work for both of you. 
this is like the nitty gritty hard stuff. And then but once you get a dialogue like that, once you start having those types of conversations with your partner or partners, things really blossom in a really, really beautiful way. And you are able to create something together that both people feel loved in. In the meantime, I think getting back into therapy is always a good idea because even if you resolve this issue or even if you get to a place in your partnership where this isn't so difficult, life keeps going, you know, shit happens. Other stuff pops up, you know, in other relationships or even in this one, or maybe, you know, that's just how the world functions. And we all deserve all the tools available to us to help us navigate this stuff. I think you're doing such an amazing job. And I think you're a really, really loving partner. And all you really want is for this thing to work. And both of you deserve to be in relationships that work for you. And I have a lot of faith that the two of you will be able to come to an understanding and be on the same page in a way that makes both of you feel a lot better. Because what matters even more than physically having your partner see you is that they see you emotionally, spiritually, and that they validate you. And if you have that, the physical distance or the fact that the circumstances mean you can't be seen physically by them as much as you can, it does make that a lot easier. All right, babe, I'm wishing you and your partner all the best. Take care. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Something that I think happens when we are working on ourselves, when we're going through a healing process, whether that's in therapy or spiritual healing or whatever healing modality you're dealing with, when we bring awareness to the ways our wounds play out in our relationships, a lot of times we think, oh, because this stems from something quote unquote negative, something difficult that happened in my life, then that means I need to get rid of this trigger right away. Or I need to get rid of any reverberation of this event that happened in my life. And it kind of puts us in this sort of shame or guilt spiral where we think our sensitivities to certain things are something that we shouldn't have, that shouldn't be there because whatever happened to us shouldn't have happened. And one of the best things we can do for ourselves in that moment is bring in that higher self perspective because our higher selves are there to remind us that everything that we have been dealt, every 
little part of us is okay. Every aspect of who we are is part of our wholeness and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Now, of course, it's good to work on changing. It's good to to bring awareness around things that will help us bring less harm to ourselves and to other people. But this idea that somehow we shouldn't have any fears, we shouldn't have any sensitivities, we shouldn't have any insecurities is really just being way too hard on ourselves and setting us up for disappointment and making way too high expectations because we're still human. We're human beings and our sensitivities aren't wrong. All sensitivity means is that we're in touch with our feelings and having feelings around a certain thing doesn't mean that anything is going wrong. Feelings are like an arrow towards a certain thing that needs to be addressed okay, I'm sensitive here. Thank you, sensitivity, for showing me that. Now, what can I do about this? What can I remind myself of in this moment? Is it that whatever I'm feeling right now is okay? Is it that I'm loved, I'm lovable? Is it that I've always been enough? Is it that I am not my past? My past doesn't define me. So our sensitivities really are like little angels guiding us to shine a light on how amazing we always have been. They're like little teachers. So we shouldn't shun them at all. It's okay to be sensitive about certain things. It's okay to have certain types of needs. The more you accept and love about yourself, the easier it is to evolve and to grow and to blossom. But you have to start from being grounded in just how worthy you are already, how worthy you always have been. It's like creating a strong roots. No, I don't even want to say creating strong roots. It's recognizing your roots. You've always been strong. You've always been whole. And when you validate that in yourself, it makes it a lot easier to validate that in other people. And then we just walk around having way more loving relationships, way more enjoyable experiences, because we recognize the beauty in ourselves and and the world. All of you are incredibly beautiful, incredibly amazing creatures who are so capable of love so don't ever forget that i love you so much and so does your higher self i'll see you next time okay take care bye bye 